everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the inaugural edition of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a print-only post on Facebook each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. I'm, in fact, the narrator. Rob Bell says everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, it sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes, or you can friend Mike on Facebook. And now, let's get ready to rumble. Rumble one. Last Saturday morning, I rode my bike past the Sarasota Fairgrounds. A steady stream of people were entering the exhibit hall for a gun show, where you could buy just about any kind of firearm you'd want to have. I wondered if someone would be buying a gun that would be used against other human beings. Later in the day, the Washington Post reported that 10 people had just been killed in a mass shooting at Buffalo, New York. They were killed at a grocery store there. Law enforcement officials described it as a racially motivated hate crime. An 18-year-old white man approached the store in a predominantly black neighborhood and opened fire on shoppers and employees, shooting 13 people, including a security guard. Law enforcement officials were investigating the shooting as a hate crime and a case of racially motivated violent extremism. 11 of the 13 people shot were black. I wonder where the young man bought his gun. Was it at a gun show, much like the one I had just ridden by? Could be. Or perhaps his white supremacist friends had a special store they liked to shop in, and they steered him in that direction. After Sandy Hook, many of us said, never again. And then there were the shootings, the one at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Never again, we said once again. After Charleston, we screamed, never again. Never again did we want to see white supremacists walking in our streets. And then January 6th happened. Never again happened again. In 2016, after the election, it was pretty clear that we elected a man without a moral compass. Never again, many of us said, but now some are predicting the next Congress will be beholden to him. Last weekend, a Taiwanese church congregation in Orange County, California was also targeted. Asian Americans have been under attack for some time now. Jews in our country know their synagogues are in the crosshairs of bigots, and they rightly feel threatened. To say never again sounds hollow and disingenuous, doesn't it? Never again, ha. Maybe all we've done is fall in love with slogans. We get the t-shirt, wear it once, take a pic, post it online, and then move on. Nothing changes. And then we act surprised when something awful happens again. Could it be we need a different strategy? The slogan on a t-shirt changes nothing. 
There are still awful people with awful weapons hell-bent on killing people. What are you saying, Mike? What do you want us to do? Start rocking the boat? Yes. If not you, who? You can assert that it's not your problem to solve. You can say that it's a minefield. I'm just not going there. You can say, I'm just not ready. I don't know enough. I, I need to pray more about it. You can say that you'll lose friends, and you will. But if we keep avoiding our responsibility, the bad people win. People will continue to get hurt. Many will die. The oppressors in our midst become emboldened. Our practiced neutrality actually contributes to the violence we're encountering. It is time to rock the boat. Boldly rock it. Without violence, rock it. Risk something of yourself to rock it. Need a starting point? Here's an idea. Copy and paste these rumblings, or just this particular rumble. Say that it challenges you to think differently about what's going on in our world. That could be a starting point. No matter what people say, don't back down. Rumble 2. Steve Levitsky, a Harvard political scientist, said that in a stable democracy, politicians unambiguously reject violence and unambiguously expel from their ranks anti-democratic forces. I'd add that in a stable democracy, we, the people, demand that of our politicians. Rumble 3. A woman named Tara, speaking of the Buffalo shooter, said that the devil was really, really busy in that man. Another resident of the neighborhood, his name is James, replied, that's not the devil, that's America. They made him, they brought him up, they put him there. Washington Post. Rumble 4. Bad chapters can still create great stories. Wrong paths can still lead to the right places. Failed dreams can create successful people. Sometimes it takes losing yourself to find yourself. Cynthia Thurlow. Nothing is wasted. When the shadow sides of life can be seen as teachers, some pretty extraordinary things can happen. Rumble 5. The so-called replacement theory is obviously racist, dangerous, and dehumanizing. But on top of everything else, it's also incredibly stupid. I mean, just think about it for like half a second. No one's being replaced. There's no capacity limit here. It's not like there's a bouncer who only lets two in when two leave. Seth Myers. Replacement theory is the Fox News hot topic these days. Want to live into a better version of yourself? Here's what you do. Completely avoid watching anything presented on that cable channel. Within a week, you'll feel better. You'll actually begin to sound smarter. Rumble 6. In Florida, mega Republicans have a long list of things that educators have to pay attention to or lose their job. Good luck to our teachers. The good ones are being set up for failure because the good ones will rightfully raise all kinds of issues the governor and his cronies abhor. What's going to happen to a gay, progressive history teacher who has an affinity for Mickey Mouse? Will he or she be able to bring any part of his or her true self into the classroom? In Florida, is authenticity valued? 
What's going to happen to an art teacher who asks his or her high school students to draw a picture depicting a scene from the history of their family? One student of Japanese descent shows family members interred at camps during World War II. Another student draws a picture of her white ancestors taunting a black student as she tries to enter a school. A young woman paints a picture of her and her mother and aunts marching for women's rights. A Jewish student recreates a scene from his bar mitzvah with a smokestack in the background. Another shows her family serving at a soup kitchen. What happens if these drawings draw out some deep felt emotions? What happens if the classroom discussion gets a little edgy and a few students feel uncomfortable during this intense learning experience? What does the teacher do? Does he or she urge them to lean into that discomfort? Or is that not allowed? What happens to that teacher if even one parent objects to the assignment? Rumble 7. David Hayward, the naked pastor, has a drawing of an armed man walking away from the gates of heaven. He had just read a sign on the gates. Welcome. No weapons allowed. Rumble 8. The gospel is less about how to get into the kingdom of heaven after you die and more about how to live in the kingdom of heaven before you die. Dallas Willard. Life is all about practicing for heaven. Richard Rohr. Heaven, here's your compass heading. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6 8. Rumble 9. The crisis with the U.S. church has almost nothing to do with being liberal or conservative. It has to do with giving up the faith and discipline of our baptism and settling for a common, generic U.S. identity that is part patriotism, part consumerism, part violence, and part affluence. Walter Brueggemann. Rumble 10. The U.S. women's soccer team fought hard on the pitch, earning the world's respect. At the same time, they were fighting hard for compensation equal to what the men's team has. They finally did it. Bravo. Bonus Rumble 11. Something new. The rumblings are now available in podcast form at anitalustria.com or wherever you download your podcasts. But I guess you already know this because you're listening. Today is the first one. I hope you like it. And if you want the rumblings to continue uh, in podcast form, email me, producer at anitalustria.com and let me know what you think. Thanks.